Strength Matters Media, video, print, podcasts. Hey, it's Josh Kennedy here, host of the Fit Over 30 podcast. Today, we're talking about what to do when you have a back spasm, a beginner's guide. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. If you're new to the show, we release a new episode every Tuesday. But if you're listening to this and you're not part of the inner circle, you're missing out on some great content. Video courses, books, masterclasses, workouts, private groups and our coveted monthly print magazine. You can discover our very best content and join us at strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle now back to the show this is the fit over 30 podcast if you're new to the show it's great to have you here please make sure to subscribe and review that way we can reach more people and push the podcast further and further up the charts and we've been getting more and more downloads uh recently because we've been a little bit more consistent so thank you to everyone uh, for downloading and listening this episode of the podcast is being recorded just a few days after Queen Elizabeth II uh, passed away, which was very sad in this country. And you've just told me, James, that you actually met the Queen a couple of times. I did. Um, in all honesty, it was um, very briefly on a couple of occasions. One was the it was uh, Prince William and Prince well, no, the, the Prince of Prince of Wales and Princess of Wales's wedding. Wow! Um, when I was when I was working there, and then uh, a few times at Windsor Castle, uh, doing a, f- a few police jobs in and around there and she just thanked us for our service and thanked cool. us for doing on and she was um yeah she was uh, very polite and very friendly as were the whole all the other members of the royal family i've met too so thoughts and condolences are with them well i'm not i'm not a monarchist or, or in, in any way never been particularly that bothered really but she was a good queen wasn't she uh, she was i think she did the country very proud over her 70 year reign the, the video I, that I laugh at the most is the one where she saw cows and told Prince, oh, cows, and <laughs> like saw these cows <laughs> coming across. I <laughs> was excited about the cows. But hey, no, it's, it, it is sad news and everything. It is, it's yeah. just been a very, it's been a funny weekend in the UK, isn't it? It it's has. Just everything's yeah. TV. All, all, all TV coverage, radio, everything, obviously. It's all about yeah. uh, the Queen passing away. Uh, very sad. It's going to take a bit of use, getting used to for King Charles III. At the cricket yesterday, changing money, everything. Yeah, at the cricket yesterday, they were doing uh, singing "God Save the King." Did they really? um, Yeah, it was the first sporting event to do that. So the the Oval on Saturday. So that was another interesting point. But yeah, look, it it is really sad. I'm not a monarchist. I'm not pro or anti. Um, I just had small dealings with them, and uh, they've all been very positive to me. So I wish them all the best. Yep, condolences uh, to. The royal family and all her friends and family. Right, let's crack on. So yeah, we are talking about what to do when you have a back spasm, a beginner's guide. And the reason we're talking about this is because you've just had a back spasm and it, well, actually you've just had another back spasm, but it's not, it's something you've not had for a long time, but it is something you've got a lot of experience with because story of strength matters starts back in your police days when back you had spasms. back issues, right? That's how you yeah. got into training in the whole, in the first place. Let's have a, yeah. You have shared the story before, so make a, a short, short version of the story. Yeah, super short story. I suffered from back spasms horrendously when I was when I was uh, an athlete, and then going into the police for whatever reason, my back was like glass, and it came to spasms. It wasn't nothing, no musculoskeletal type of work. It was just purely back spasms. Something was going off. I tried for years to find out what was going on with it, asking various doctors, paid a fortune 
um, from physios, chiros, osteos to work out what was going on. And it wasn't until I went to America to find people and spoke to people up there what exactly it was. And I was just completely unbalanced, couldn't move properly, and I wasn't strong enough in the right areas. And we'll get on to that in a bit. Fast forward good 17 years later, <laughs> I haven't really had any back spasms for 17 years. Yeah. And it was a very unusual thing for me to have last week. But I think there's a caveat to this. I think it was the build-up and what I was doing in the weeks before that may have had some impact on why it happened. So you can't really explain why back spasms happen. It just happens. Mm. Uh, you've got to figure out where are the issues coming from and what to do about it. So this is kind of my story of how I figured out how to uh, deal with max back spasms. Upshot is now is my spasm, my spasm started about seven days ago. Mm. And I'm now back to doing full sports and full training at a reduced intensity. I think that's an important caveat temporarily. Yeah. yeah. Because what had you been, because obviously we've done the episodes about your, uh, you've been a little under the weather, you've had your blood tests, et cetera, et cetera, changed your diet a bit, recovering, because you, you, you hadn't been uh, training. You've been off, we've been off mm-hmm. the training plan, haven't we? And you just sort yep. of, well, you've been doing a lot of cricket though, haven't you? You have been doing a lot of cricket. Yeah. Whereas not much training around that. It was it was a training, but it was more the traveling. This is and this is yeah. the key thing here. That in the last uh, three weeks, I've done a lot of traveling, sitting in the car, plane travel, sitting down way more than I normally do. Like I'm recording yeah. the podcast at a stand up desk right now. That's the that's the that's where we record this. I'm always working, standing up. I try it little and little often sit down. Yeah. But it's that's just how I am. So I know for me, the root cause of my back tends to be my right hip because it always gets tight in there because I've got one leg shorter than the other and just everything just gets gunky. So I've got to really manage my right hip well mm-hmm. um, is the important caveat. And that's the initial issues back in the day was I was moving so poorly. I didn't have any, I didn't have good movement. Yeah. And then other areas of my body were compensating. So the, First thing I think people have got to understand is that why does the back go into spasm in the first place? Now, another caveat, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> if it's anything MSK related, go and see us speak to a professional here. I'm trying yeah. to give you some practical, simple tips that we use if the, the back is in spasm. Um, yeah. And that's a very important distinguish, uh, distinguishing point. We're not trying to cure your back brain from real problems, big yeah. problems. Um, but yeah, no, so like I lost my show. I thought a little bit then, but the, but you're talking about why, why your back or what? Yeah. Let's talk about why your back might yeah. go into spasm, which it might was, apply to, uh, to other people, of course. Exactly. It was the build up to it, sitting down a lot, a lot. And then I've gone back into a light. I was literally doing it. It was so innocuous. The, the thing I was doing, I did a light training session because I did my first day back in the gym for a couple of weeks as a cricket. And I did some swings. I did some light trap bar deadlifts. I did a couple of pull-ups. And then I did what we call the cook drill, where I was carrying a weight above my head on my right arm, started walking. And then suddenly underneath my left scap, I was like, oh, that's a little bit of a pull. What's going on there? So I stopped, uh, put the weight down, checked it because yeah, it's a little bit tight. Went home, slept. Next day, I couldn't move. Like I was literally like full-blown muscle spasm. However reason it was, whatever reason it was, 
and it was like having electric shocks. So it was like every time you turn and move, it was like, Ugh! like yeah. I was literally being electrocuted every time I move. And it's painful. It's debilitating. It affects your mood. It affects the way you work, your day to day life. You can't do anything. So it was like a, having, you know, steel cables going through the middle of my back that were just like spasming and just like just yeah. pulling on everything else in between. It's gone into spasm to protect you, basically. Exactly. Yep. Full From blown protection mode. And that's why else. the body does it. Exactly. So this is, this is the thing. So we're talking this back spasms for beginners. You've yeah. got to realize that the site of pain isn't the cause of pain. And that's the biggest, biggest thing. So even though my back was the, the painful point, right? And it's important we need to release that. You've got to find out where the issue is coming from to get you out of pain as fast as you can and get you back to being normal. That's the yeah. thing that I never understood properly. That's yeah. the thing that took me years to work out and figure out. It was like, hey, I thought you just treat the area where it's tight and it's going to go away. It doesn't yeah, happen. As most way. people do when they go to get a, a massage or whatever, if they've got an issue, you treat the site mm-hmm. of pain, uh, it gets better for a bit. You go, great, that's fixed. It comes back, et cetera, et cetera, because you don't look outside uh, of that area. And that's what we're going to talk about now. Yeah, and unfortunately, and I think this is a good segue into what who's coming on the podcast in a few weeks' time, Gray Cook, and hopefully he'll oh, help yeah. us talk about this. And he's all going to talk us share with you how to find great physical therapists, chiros, osteos, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, how to make good judgments and if they're good or not. And it is important to understand that a lot of people will, will just treat the site of pain, and that's not what we're looking for from experience, from speaking to some, some wonderful experts around the world. There's an element to that, but it's not that it's going to keep you out of pain long term. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. So as you said, it's the body shut down because it was trying to, trying to protect my body from whatever yeah. things I've been doing and what was happening. That was essentially the, the issue here. So what did I do about it? What do I do about it? Now, fast, go back 20 years ago, I would just let it happen and just like be in pain for three months. Take some painkillers, pain crack on. Take some painkillers, <laughs> crack on. That, that's what I thought was the way. And that's what people said, just keep moving. You'll be fine soon enough. I'm like, okay. It kept on happening. I'd injure my back, yeah. out for a couple of months, come back, month, okay, great. It hurt my back again. Yada, yada. It's like the perpetual cycle of just dismay, I think is yeah. the best way to put it. So I had that. And then what I realized was that, no, you've got to do follow a specific formula and specific way of dealing with things. So this is the protocol that I now do for myself, and we'll kind of explain why in a bit. Step one is you've got to give it 24 to 48 hours for everything to calm back down, right? As painful as it is, it's a nightmare. You need to keep moving in that time. Everyone says walk. I, don't, I think, yes, you're going to have to walk to get in around the house, up and down the stairs, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, right? But the best movement is done closest to the ground. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is get your head as close to the ground as possible because the perce- perception of threat is reduced. The head's a long way from the ground when you're standing and walking up. Maybe not in your case, Josh, but... Uh, hey, look at that hey. height joke. Cracking. Um, <laughs> I still had a drum roll up there. That's why I needed the drum yeah. roll. Um, you know, and it's, yeah, it, you've got to think, it's, you've got to work with the body, the soft, the hardware and the software, the brain. So mm-hmm. the two work in tandem. It's the brain is going, shutting the body down. It's like, whoa, no, stop. You can't do anything here now. So you've got to reduce the perception of threat, which means taking the head closer to the ground. 
This is why I'm a big fan of rocking back and forth as your movement to help yeah. tell the brain, hey, everything is safe. And then from yeah. there, you start to baby crawl. Literally all six points of contact, our hands, knees, and feet on the floor, and you're moving backwards and forwards. That's quality movement yeah. done at a safe level. I would say you could also add some breathing drills while you're down there as well. Exactly that. So, however, there's sometimes, because I could feel it, like literally as I was breathing in and doing crocodile breathing on the floor, breathing mm. in through my nose and pushing out, I could feel a spasm getting tight on my left side, but then it yeah. starts to relax. And that was yeah. it. So exactly that. So you're breathing in breathe as you're crawling. It. Get down here. Now, it's quite hard to get up and down on the floor as well. So you could find somewhere to, to hold on to and take it up and down slowly. But it is really important to get down to that floor and reduce that threat level to help you move. So yes, try and walk and try and move. But that's kind of the next stages. On the ground is the best place, I think, for it mm-hmm. um, to start off with. And that's the first 24 to 48 hours. After that is where I go, right, I need to go and see a great therapist who understands uh our mentality, our philosophy, and we need to treat the area. What I mean by treat the area is you need to release the muscle that's spasming. Yeah. And then, like a detective, find out where the issue is coming from. That is so important. So the methods we I prefer and works well for me, my body reacts extremely well to this, is dry needling, like a, a more Western version of acupuncture. Okay? Mm. So I went to see Grace... You know, she, it, she's awesome. I, mean, I spent two hours with her. This is another thing. People go in for 30, 40, 45 minutes to see treatment. I spent two hours with there with her. And it's what I do in any treatment session like this because it's, a, it's detective work and to do things properly and have time to do these things and let these things work. Not these quick 20-minute in, 20-minute out stuff. That is literally, I'm going to say it out loud now, bullshit. It's just mm. a way to get people in, get out, and just as, make as much money as you can. You're not solving the issues. Right, you've got to take a longer term approach and find a good therapist who understands this. So Grace came in. This is forty hours later. I still, I still spasming a bit. I was moving a little bit better. I'd given it time to the information, everything to reduce. I mean, right, let's have a look. So gone to the bed. Of course, down my down the middle of my back, the spine erectors on my left side into my lat, even my rhomboids, everything was firing and spasming. Okay. So the first thing we did was she laid hands on, gentle massage. And then we started, then we put the needles in. And straight away, when the needles went in my back, and I'm, I'm sure some people are scared of needles, and I'm sorry if, it, if that's the case, but this is what works well for me. They were yeah. grabbing. Literally, the needles were grabbing, and my, there were twitches coming all along the spine. But mm. I say all, all on the muscle, not the spine itself. <laughs> yeah, just um, needles in your spine. Great. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing what happens with, what happened with me when that happens. As you put in, it started twitching. My right glute started twitching too, mm. right? Really important. So we we're like, what the hell's going on there? So we went down and explored. After the, as the needles were in here, she went to explore this. There were areas in my right glute that were so tight and so wound up that okay. that was the actual main issue where it was coming from, believe yeah. it or not. So we started treating the right glute. So left side, left side was the problem. Uh, and everything here and my right glute here compared to my left side my left glute was fine yeah. everything was working fine it was all good but the issue is that's that sling from left to right yeah so exactly what, what that's what do, we're talking about here on. which which beginners don't probably don't know about is the the body has got these um fascial muscular slings which work in cross yep. body patterns so if you've got pain in your left shoulder it's probably a good idea to look at the right hip and vice versa etc yep. you add pain up 
left spot, left left scap, and the, the left, scap, left yeah. hand side, crossing the body into your right glute. Hey presto, there was an issue, or oh, your right glute was tight. Uh, yeah. Again, that might not be the only thing, but it was, but it's a starting point. Exactly, that, and that's that that is it. That's the key thing. So, like, we literally forty hours later, gone to see her, got in, got the needles in the left side. She noticed that it started twitching in my right glute. And then what happened then was we put the needles in there. It did exactly the same thing. It literally started twitching. And then yeah. she saw the needles move on my left side. It was like the two of them working in balance. And yeah. like, and as, as of me, the way I react with, with dry needling or acu- any acupuncture is it s- sends me to sleep. If it's working, <laughs> right, something's happening, it'll send me to sleep or it will make me really thirsty and my stomach will start to grumble saying I'm really hungry. Those, mm-hmm. that, that, those are my three reactions. Well, again, and I think all that's... that happened. Yeah, I think that's important as well. If you get uh, massage, deep tissue massage, sports massage, got to drink lots of water after it. And don't exercise, mm-hmm. by the way, because it releases a lot of uh, lymph, uh, yep. a lot of stuff into the body, which the body needs to get rid of. So drink a lot of water and relax. After move. That. Did it go and, and move? Yeah, get your lymph moving. So move. Uh, did it go into your right hamstring as well? Or was it just... Yeah, so th- th- that's the other uh, thing. So like it was... Yeah, right hamstring. So this this was it. So we're looking at the powers. Look, and this is what happened with us. So like, so we've gone into the... Um, down the spine rector in the left lat on here and it's part of my scap and some of the rhomboids on my left side. We've gone into the right glute, glute med specifically and for those who are geeky enough out there. And then we started looking down the chain, put hands on and found the areas in my right hamstring that was a little bit tight too. So it was that, that whole area there. So what we did was gentle massage on both on both areas to begin with. We put the needles in, left them there to do their work. Now, how long it, it's entirely up to you. This is great for us having so much time there. But we left we left them in for about 25 to 30 minutes at the top end. Some things needed longer than the other. That's just tweaking and moving them. Okay, some came out sooner because they were like like butter, they just come flying out here. Others were just still grabbing on for dear life. Yeah. Right? Once we removed the needles, we then went back into soft tissue work. And start here, and it was like light and day. Everything had started to calm down. Everything was was now free, and we were able to go back into the tissue to work it all out. That was the process. That took two hours, right? And yeah. I was really, you know, some people say oh, I can't do two hours, or my therapist what doesn't have two hours. Speak to them, make them. Right? I don't care what you say because suddenly I've left that treatment bed with all the muscles having calmed down. Right? Yeah, it was still the the brain was still thinking. Oh, it's still tight, still protect. But way less. I could I could turn now. I could like move a bit better. Went to, yeah. I could sleep that night. I actually slept that night because when I was lying in bed, I had to lie on my back. I'm a front sleeper. Like these little things just tied in nicely. So the day after, what happened then was like, okay, it's still a little bit tight, but I went for a longer walk. I didn't have to do my movement on the floor. I could go out for a walk outside. So I was moving and making sure my arms were swinging. I look, I look, must look so stupid doing it, but like it was like making my arms swinging, make sure I was moving. Everything started to free. And then suddenly the more I moved, the better I started to feel. I came back from walking. Oh, this is really good. Still a few slight twinges, but even better. Again, slept that night and even better. Like I literally slept about eight and a half hours, which was incredible. After watching the boys on Amazon, which we discussed at length <laughs> this morning in today's meeting. And then got up again and felt better. Okay, cool. The next day, it was so good. I went for a gentle jog, right? So that's important. That's day five, okay, after the initial spasm here now. It's now day seven. I'm feeling great. I'm back to doing things. I'm not lifting weights yet because I'm going to make sure the body here, it still feels a bit, um, not sore, but like, hey, achy, I think is the best way because the brain is still trying to protect it. It still thinks, hey, but I'm talking seven days. It used to be two to three months. 
before when I was starting to do it. And I'm going back to see Grace again tonight for another course of treatment for two hours to do the yeah. same thing, to finish it off. And I potentially booked in for Thursday is this week as well, which is four days later to see what happens. Now, you may think that's a lot of treatment within the case of 10, 14 days. Yes, but I know my body can handle it. I do regular treatment on a, on a good basis. I train regularly. My, bond, my body is used to it. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a fast track to getting out of pain and moving and getting back your life back on track. That is important. A lot of people go, hey, come on, massage. Come back in a couple of weeks' time. No, let's do it properly. Imagine your body is like a, a professional you know, athlete. You want to get, get back on that racetrack as fast as you can. So you need to get into the pit, pit, you know, into the pit crew as much mm. as you possibly can to get treatment. Maybe different types of treatment, but that's what's happening. What we're going to do tonight, I'm not sure. We we'll lay hands on, see where the issues are, see what's causing here. Is the glute improved? Has the has the left lat improved? Is there other issues stemming from somewhere else? Well, we're going to have a look at that tonight. But that is my secret to getting out of a spasm. Essentially, is one as you start moving slowly on the ground, get, get to the floor. Uh, get your head as close to the floor as possible and then start rocking back and forth. Baby crawling as well and breathing. All right. Second thing is start to walk a little bit more after 48 hours when everything starts to calm down a little bit, then get treatment. All right. And go for a longer session than you would normal. Dry needling works for me and then hands-on tissue work. That's the best. Everyone works kind of works yeah. differently, but don't focus on the area of pain. You need to what we call release that area Activate the areas that aren't working, right? And release them too. And then we start to integrate back into normal. Yeah. Look above and below the site of pain. Above and below it and to the opposite side as well. Opposite side. And as you say, dry needling might not work for people. I I actually think it's great. I love it. Um, Last When I had it for my back issue many moons ago, it helped me no end. And hot cupping as well. Love hot cupping. That was brilliant. Uh, But hands on, maybe, maybe some... Graston tool work, perhaps that might work for someone. If it's fashion uh, work, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, and also, maybe for you tonight, mate, this is my suggestion. You might want to look at your left glute and right lat to see if they're uh, underactive, perhaps. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Because, it, so if I, if I, by the powers of deduction, we're trying to work out what I did to set that off. Yeah. So I know that I've got a right hip issue. I've been sitting down a lot recently. So I, I think, you know, this, is, this is educated guesswork now, that I was doing airborne lunges or, or skater squats or shrimp squats, whatever you want to call them, on my right side just before I did the carries. Mm-hmm. So I think that my right hip was so tight and so wound up that that was the initial issue. And then it was just like overworking. So my left shoulder and left lat went, go, hey, no, I'm overworking now. Screw you. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm giving up for the day. I'm yeah. going on strike. It's essentially what happened. That's what I think what happened. So today as well, we're looking more into the right hip to see that, that gunky area to see if we can release that a little bit and see if it's working yeah. as per normal or not overworking. Exactly. Um, right hip, well, both hips, which connect to the lower back. Yeah. Uh, if people don't into know. Into the that. diaphragm. Into the diaphragm around, and yeah. into the lower back. That's why we're talking about breathing. Because uh, yeah. the deep, uh, deep core muscles, it all connects uh, onto, the, onto the spine, basically. Diaphragm connects yep. to the spine. So, yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're looking it. at. And that's, that's kind of like you know, today's focus is like to help people who have had back spasms in the past or, um, or know someone who's had back spasms and to give them an alternative way of thinking about it um, as opposed to take some painkillers and move around. That's what most specialists will tell you. Yeah. Right? Um, that's, fairly, that's doing a disservice to a lot of specialists, but a lot of doctors will tell you that. 
Uh, and I've, I well, was the told doctors, that a lot. the doctors don't have time, unfortunately, do no. they? Not, it's not their area of expertise. They treat the symptoms, uh, not the cause. So they'll obviously exactly. Uh, so yeah, not having a go at doctors here, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, exactly, exactly that, exactly. But that's it. Just to think about that here in general. Get to the floor, move around on the floor. Right, as, as silly as you may look. Uh, that's why I, I was doing it in my lounge. I was literally crawling around in the lounge backwards and forwards and Kat was asking, what the hell are you doing? So I'm just crawling. And that's it. So it's just a just a, a little tip to help you deal with that. So, uh, but if you need some more ongoing um, advice, help to move forward, if you're going to get stronger, make sure your back is as you know, fit and healthy as possibly can in the form of training, then we'd help too. And where can people find out about that, James? Oh, strengthmanners.com forward slash call, and we will help you and discuss your training needs. If you there like. we go, strengthmanners.com forward slash call, and there is uh, blogs and magazines and free Ooh, yeah. uh, workout downloads and all sorts of uh, great content you can uh, check out on the website. Are you going to exactly. say something? Actually, speak, yeah, yeah, just, just be, talking about the blog, um, there's a huge new revamp of the blog at the moment, and uh, we've got lots of content coming out. So if you want to see our new blogs every posted every Thursday, feel free to visit the site, strengthmatters.com forward slash blog, and you'll see everything that's going on alongside our wonderful podcast. There we go. Uh, thank you for sharing that story, James. Hope you guys found that useful. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Over 30 podcast with Josh Kennedy and James Breeze. If you love listening to these episodes, then please let somebody else know about this podcast. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more free content we can bring to you. Also, if you'd like to learn more about how we help people over 30 with a more bespoke training solution, you can book in for a free consultation with us at strengthmatters.com forward slash call right now.